I don't give a damn. You're fired. All right, now we have a live mic and got you water. Um, I'm watered up. I'm, I'm ready. There we go. Cords are ready. All right, so I have Andre Serrero with me. Uh, every episode, I've like just dove into it and gotten straight into the conversation. Okay. Uh, people have complained, uh, mm-hmm. saying they don't know who I'm talking to. So who are you? Oh, uh, me. Um, my name is Andre. I'm a comic here in Salt Lake. I've been in comedy uh, three years. Um, I still suck, but I'm getting better, and that's that's comedy, dude. You're good. Well, you, I mean, you don't, I, you don't suck. No, I mean, I mean, I suck relative to where you want to be. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, dude, one thing I actually really like going to mics and like shooting the shit with you because I feel like you're one. Shockingly enough, in comedy, you like in, you go to open mics, you meet a lot of people who aren't obsessed with stand up. Like, there's a uh, yeah. lot of people who do it who are like, yeah. this is just my thing, or like, it's my hobby, and yeah. like, but like, I like shooting the shit with you because you're like, you're really, you, you like talking comedy. So like, I like talking to people who like talking about comedy. I, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. There's, uh, I think a lot of the people that come to stand, to stand up, it's a weird, um, there's a lot of identity crisis people, I think. Yes. That come to stand up, and for some reason they fucking... The, the it's like wheel of fortune like the needle landed on stand up and then they're doing this thing but um that's yeah, a great way to describe that yeah yeah it's just uh i think a lot of the stress of stand up too is just dealing with weird people as well <laughs> and uh, especially open drama. mics just yeah. the weirdest people uh fortunately here in utah a lot less homeless people oh yeah <laughs> than in like the only homeless person i think is chuck fury and he's hilarious but he, so, he's like, funny he's and then good. he's also like He's he's homeless because he wants to be. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, like he, he could get a job. Well, he has like a family. He has like a, he has like he has sons kids. and daughters and. They don't rely on him though, right? I hope not. I mean, they shouldn't. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's just uh, you know. Also, I mean, I know he's listened to a few episodes. Uh, Chuck, so. I love you, man. <laughs> I, made but, fun of, I made fun of Willy Wan once, and he fucking has never spoken to me again. <laughs> Dude, I've heard that dude's vindictive as hell. Like, I, anyone and I didn't say any him. bad shit, too. Which, Willie Wan, if you're listening to this, fucking suck a dick, you fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, <coughs> the first time uh, you, you've met Clay, first yes. time he met Chuck, he's like, dude, I didn't know wiggers could live that long. <laughs> <laughs> the lifespan of a wigger. Yeah. I didn't know they could reach that age. He's the that's oldest funny. one. Yeah. He's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, he's like a athlete that's aged out or something. <laughs> but he's like still doing it. Like yeah. he's still in the game. Yeah. He's like the Tom Brady of wiggers. Like <laughs> he's, he's also the guy that everyone has some, every comic thinks they're the first one saying something after him. He's like, give it up for the whitest black guy or the guy. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone says that after he goes up, but. Dude, I've never, I haven't heard that, but that does not shock. I haven't been going to like the bucket list mm-hmm. mic a lot, but I'm not shocked if hosts are saying that. I mean, I part of that. That's like I, I. There's go tos, you know. Like I, I don't, I don't disparage any host that has, you know. You have to throw a line every once in a while. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Yeah, be the best. you gotta try. You gotta throw shit out. You there. can't just be like, "Here's the next person." Like yeah. you have to. At some point, after you've just been bringing up five comics well, in a row with no Yeah, because if you're a host, your job is to keep the energy up. If someone's killed, you don't have to say anything after that. Yeah, that's but, why I hate hosting, because, like, if someone yeah. bombs and I'm hosting, like, you <laughs> saw it at the Shades, Mike. I just, I walk up and I'm like, yeah, that yeah. was a thing that we just saw. Like, um, <laughs> I honestly, as long as, you don't, but again, you don't need to, you don't need to be that way. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, not you, I'm just saying a host. Like, yeah. Eh, just be positive, just throw people up. And if you can acknowledge, like, you're not the guy that brings, like, hey, the, the energy up, like, the MC energy. Like, yeah. Uh, I think that's okay. It's not I think a big deal. I told you this at Skank Fest. I got put on a show, and it was, mm-hmm. like, on the main stage of the festival. Um, and it was last minute. Like, the booker mm-hmm. texted me 10 minutes before the show and said, hey, could you be at this theater in 10 minutes? And Josh Wolf was on the show. 
Um, right. Brian Holtzman, Aaron Berg. It's like all these pro comics. And I was like, holy shit, this is a big deal. And I get there and they pull me backstage and like, you're Drew? And I was like, yeah. They're like, all right, you ready? You're emceeing. Yeah. And it's like five minutes before the show. And they're like, you're going to do 12. And then you're going to bring out the comics, go on between each one. And I was like, shit. Because like, I hate emceeing. I rarely do it. I, I try to get out of it, mm-hmm. which is like been... A very bad thing I've done is now that I've realized like mm-hmm. it's something it's a skill like yes. it's it's not it's a separate skill from stand up itself yeah, like well, people view yes. it as one in the same no it, it, it's a different thing it's its own uh, animal and any comic should know how to do it or like have a not be too scared of it because yeah. it does it does suck to go out to a cold crowd and to you know because you're not necessarily getting laughs at the beginning and a lot of people bail too. Yeah, a lot of hosts just bail on doing material, which your job is to make other people look good as a host. Yeah, and the show I was on, um, it was at noon. Yeah, it, it was, was the first show of the yeah. day. Everyone's like just yeah, getting just up; they're all lunch. hungover because yeah. uh, it was like the second day of the festival. So yeah. everyone at Skankfest is getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, these guys are like barely awake, and you're trying to like yeah. get them excited to be there and. I don't have that energy, but I watched the tape of my MC set and I like cringed because I tried to have that energy. Yeah. So like I like walked out, I like did that, like hands up to the audience, like tried to get them fired up. I grabbed the mic and I was like, Skeek Fest! Like what were, the fuck is up, guys? You're like what they do on Impractical Jokers when they make people go out and yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Like you have to stand in the middle of the street and yell at people. <laughs> and then I did my 12, um, I told a, a long set heckler. Yeah, I told a heckler he should kill himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... <laughs> so it was it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> How did the other comics do after that? Really good. Yeah. I mean, they were all, they were all prof- pros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, you had Josh Wolf, Aaron Berg, uh, Brian Holtzman. I, n- I don't know Aaron Berg. I don't know who that is. He's a New York guy. So, okay. like, he is going on tour with Louis J. Gomez oh, from okay. Lee Jim Skanks. and. Yeah. He's like a more offensive dude. Like the, he's good for Skankfest and like in that world of Legion of Skanks, like mm-hmm. fans. Like he's like one of the biggest stars. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I was like shitting my pants, like being backstage talking to these guys, like trying to get a feel for. The I feel whole like situation. I feel like headliners, like people who've been in the game for a long time, respect people who are just maybe like not like trying to do anything yeah that's what every time i've been in a green room with other people i just like mind my business if i got something maybe i'll throw it out just you know so i'm not just completely silent and yeah but yeah it's that was the scary thing because it was like there's like five headliners backstage yeah. with me and they all yeah. want to talk to each other that, that's like, the they, they've been in the game for years it's not even about headliners just a group of people that know each other yeah comfortable versus you're an outsider yeah it's like yeah, it's they had all crossed paths. Like, Brian Holtzman is a comedy store regular, right. and that guy's been doing comedy for, like, 38 years. Right, right. Like, he knows everyone, and, like, they're sitting there, like, who the fuck is this guy? So yeah. I just, like, him sitting there, like, quietly, like... This dog is very unprofessional, dude. It's eating <laughs> mid-podcast. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, it's going to pick that up for sure, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's not me, audience, if, if you're listening. It's this dog. It's a little poodle. So, let's get into it, though. Uh, let's get fired. Uh, let's have it. you ever been fired from a job before? Um, yes, but for very boring. I was a I was a solar canvasser, and I was okay for a little bit. I was okay at it, and then I just, one month, the company was going down. Everyone was, like, demotivated, and we uh-huh. all kind of just gave up a little bit, because we knew the company was, you know, fucking dying. So, I, I got fired... Because I just didn't meet a quota, basically, but... Just, like, one time. And I took my dick out in front of... uh, (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, I just got fired for a very boring, practical reason. That that makes sense. Like, I didn't think you were going to have a fun fired story. No, (laughs) I'm not. I actually am a fucking goody two-shoes, unfortunately. I can can tell. (laughs) When I do have a job, uh, because I'm unemployed right now, but, yeah, I'm pretty pretty square. (laughs) So, what's the worst job you've ever worked? Um, I think the worst job is maybe uh, worked at Target, and I had to like I had to restock the 
the freezer and stuff like that. And sometimes like you're in there for three or four hours. Oh, that sounds and really shitty. Yeah, it was. You t- have to, like wear a coat. Yeah, you have to. They have these jackets that they don't wash. Like uh, they have all these jackets that have been sitting there for years, and then you put those on. And there's like a face mask too because you have to wear it and shit. And then there's like boots, and you put that shit on, and you're in there. And uh, that it was ultimately good because it motivated me to quit that job and like try to do other shit. But, yeah. But yeah, like the lowest moment was I remember I was like. I was in one of the coolers and I was like getting milk, mm-hmm. and the expiration date was like all right, July twenty or twenty sixteen or whatever. And then I remember I was like months later I was still doing it, and then I looked uh-huh. at it I was like holy shit this is from like I'm still doing the same thing. Oh yeah. So that's that might be the toughest thing I've done. Dude, I've uh, I did a like a real tough job when I first left college. I worked as a flagger. Mm, for like road construction so like it's the people who set up like all the road signs like for construction and then like you know like when you see the person the flagger itself is the person who has the sign that says stop and slow and like flips that so flagging sucked like because they'll have you stand in the same spot and the longest shift i ever did was 16 hours standing in one spot but they only have one guy they don't switch them out they'll have someone come give me a break for like 15 minutes but oh man you're like you didn't have like there. headsets in, or you can't, or no, you're not allowed to. Right. I mean, I so like because you're like wearing all the. I mean, people can't distinguish you from like a regular construction worker. Like, right. so people would see me and think I'm like this skilled construction worker, yeah. but I'm just like some idiot holding a sign. Yeah. Um. So in my like yellow vest, I would put my phone in it, and I would play podcast. And so I could hear it. And then if I saw my boss rolling up in his truck, I had my Apple Watch and I would hit pause so he wouldn't hear that I was listening to my podcast. So that's That's how you'd get around that. But it would suck. Um, I remember one day in November, it was like just slush and snow coming down. It was like Mm -hmm. the wettest snow ever. Yeah. And I got soaked. And I wore like what was supposed to be like this waterproof clothing didn't work like went right through my boots were soaked my socks were soaked like every layer of clothing i was wearing was soaked and then i get to my car and it wouldn't start right and uh, i was an hour and a half away from my house oh, and shit. in the middle of nowhere and had no cell service right so my boss had cell service and he called a tow truck who would come out there uh the tow truck was coming from like an hour away right and so, so the work site closes down, yeah. all the foremen leave, and I'm sitting there just soaking wet. I get in my car, it won't turn on, so I can't get the heat on, mm-hmm. and it is like 20-some degrees out. I'm like freezing my ass off, and uh, the tow truck won't. Like, I don't know when it's going to come, because like, I don't have cell service. And so, and it's a really dark highway, just like waiting, and nothing, and... I eventually had a hitchhike. Oh, shit. So, wait, <laughs> like, so the tow truck was late? I couldn't find... The tow truck couldn't find it. Oh, and so I, okay. someone, I hitchhiked, and someone was willing to pick me up and take me to a gas station that had cell service there. And then I was able to call the tow truck company. Right. And then they said their driver was out near my car trying to find me. Oh, shit. But that was, like, a low point. And then I still worked that job for another year. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that uh, that's a tough, it's a tough situation you were in there. <laughs> yeah, it sucked, but uh, it was good pay. Like at, at the time, it was good pay. Like if I got paid that amount now, this was 2016. Well, how old were you back then? So I was 23, oh, 22, yeah, still, like, like fresh out of college. Yeah. And some of the job sites, so the lowest I got paid was fifteen dollars an hour. Mm. And the most I got paid was, like, 25 bucks an hour, depending on the job site. Right. So, and that was, like, really good pay. Especially, like, I mean, with inflation now, that's way more. Mm. And, like, minimum wage jobs. So, I worked at a grocery store when I first left college and worked at Winco. Oh, for yeah. I've a, never, a I don't week. think I've ever been in one. They're cheap. Is it? Okay. Well, that's I, why people go, like, go. Yeah. cheaper than Walmart. Like, oh, really? Holy all the shit. food's way cheaper. Okay. So if you're just getting groceries, Winco's Winco. the best place. Okay. Um, I was a cashier for a week, and I hated it. Like, it was the worst I thing I'd ever done. That was my first job, was a cashier. Really? Yeah, grocery was, store? Uh, no, it was this. It was, uh, it was like a 
you know, like it's called Sutherland's. It's like a Home Depot. Okay. It's like a family-owned Home Depot. But did you like it? Um, for a first job, it was just it was fine. It's it's whatever. It's it just gets boring because you're standing there. That's, yeah. That's, you have to like have small talk with people. That was the hard, that was actually the hardest part because people were like a lot of old people came yeah. in and they're like if it doesn't ring up it's free right <laughs> and you're like ah, that's the dumbest fucking joke of I've, I've heard that one yeah. every time free ninety nine <laughs> and then yeah. there, was a, there was a Latin dude he was a Mexican but he was some kind of Latin yeah and he goes hey so if it uh, if it doesn't ring up he's free right and I went ah. Uh-huh. And I did like a strained, <laughs> and then he was like, "What? You don't like humor, huh? You don't like laughter?" <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I would have just, <laughs> yeah, I would have lost it. But like, I mean, yeah, that joke I've heard like fifty million times. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's part of the it's part of the grind. It's not a bad first job for a kid. It's like sixteen. Yeah, no, that's a good one. My first one was a dishwasher at a mm. casino slash bowling alley slash. Uh, I don't know what else they did. They would have MMA fights there, like, randomly. Casino slash what? Bowling alley. Oh, slash bowling alley? Slash arcade. Right. But, like, they had, like, an arcade, they had the bowling alley, and they had a restaurant, like, a sit-down restaurant. That sounds like they gave, like, a 14-year-old, like, uh, like $100 million, and they're like, just come up with whatever, <laughs> whatever floats your boat there. Dude, that's exactly what this place was. It was called uh, Players and Spectators, and it was, like, a sports-themed place. Mm. Um and it sucked and they had a sit down restaurant and like I remember as like a little kid going there and the place was popping but by the time I was in high school it was like it looked like it would be something that was on like uh have you seen like that Gordon Ramsay show like Kitchen Nightmares oh, yeah, where he goes Kitchen to a restaurant where the, yeah. like the restaurant's going out of business because yeah. they suck there's mold behind this corner <laughs> yeah dude that's what yeah. the restaurant there was like yeah and I worked there as a dishwasher when I was in high school and right. I quit after like three months yeah, that's a, that's a tough gig. So, uh, what's your favorite job? My favorite job uh, that I've had myself. Yeah, it's uh, a good question. I'm gonna have to edit out how long it's taking me to respond. I, I th- oh, I I know what it was. It's not. It wasn't the work itself, but I spent like eight months with the this group of Mexican guys. So my my cousin hired me as one of his guys uh-huh. um, in this group that went from place to place that like painted and shit painted apartment complexes and it the work was very tough and i was a scrawny little bitch when i was like 21 and i got semi-jacked doing that job actually now that i think about it but i think it was like the hang with the yeah with the guys because they were really funny and like at eight in the morning we'd all be laughing you know in a circle and like making fun of each other and so like the like the it was a very positive like group I'm going to give him some dog food. I'm going to pause this real quick because he is making way too much noise. All right. Is it picking up? Okay, we're back. Um, Well, sweet. What's what's the worst thing you've ever done while on the job? While on the job. Like, what's the worst employee thing you've done? Mm. I I think I said earlier, I I don't know if you were recording when I said that I was... Oh, yeah, you did. Um, Uh... I jerked off in the middle of work. Dude, this not, answer is so common. <laughs> not, I mean, like, cause I, I, like I said, I've always been a good employee. Uh huh. Cause I'm, like, I'm a goody fucking two shoes and I try to do a good job. But, um, once I was working at Amazon and I it wasn't even bad. It just out of necessity, which is a weird thing to say, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of people that work at Amazon. There's a lot of women that work there. There's a lot of Latina babes that worked at the place where I worked at. Uh huh. And I was like... I was being kind of flirty with this older lady. Uh-huh. Sexy, like, Venezuelan lady. And you're doing really boring jobs. You're doing, like... Do you want me to pause? Yeah, I'm going to have to pause again. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I'll, 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 do you want me to just start that over? I mean, it's leaving off where you left off. Okay. So, um, Amazon... So, I was working at Amazon, and uh, I was flirting with this, like, older... Not older. She was, like, 30-something. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, like, kind of milfy chick. And you're doing really boring, repetitive job like work at amazon you're at like a station by yourself for like 10 hours a day yeah and so like you you know i got a good imagination i'm just there mm-hmm. and i would always wear shorts to work uh-huh and uh so i'm there and i'm doing this bullshit and i'm like thinking about this lady and then obviously you're a guy you start like fantasizing and stuff mm-hmm. and i got like 
fucking hard. Like I got hard <laughs> with, your shorts. with my shorts, and it's like just this loose fucking fabric. And I'm like, just stop, like stop. Like you're just looking down at your day, like stop, stop. <laughs> and so literally, I was, I was like, first when no one was looking, like I tucked my dick underneath my shorts, uh-huh. or like you know, like the rubber yeah, elastic waistband. Part. Yeah, and then I ran to the bathroom, and I literally just jerked off just to get rid of the boner. And <laughs> out of necessity. Out of necessity. That's what I'm saying. Is like, <laughs> I did it out of necessity. I've never. It was to be a good employee. That's right. I'm trying to was... be respectful. <laughs> that's why I came into the toilet at Amazon SLC one. <laughs> so that would say. I, I would say that uh, that is the quote unquote worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> that is funny. Um, have you? Ever, I already know the answer to this, but have you ever stolen company property? Have I stolen company property? All the time. <laughs> Wait, really? No, no, no. Oh. I, I, I think, you know, I've taken, like, pens and shit like that, but uh, not to my knowledge. Yeah, nothing major. Nothing nothing crazy. Okay. Well, let's get into uh, the questions here. Okay. Uh, like, the ones that will get you fired. Um, dude, first off. Fifteen. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, Why are poor people so good at soccer? Why are poor people... Because yeah. it's a fucking, it's, it, I think it's like the easiest sport to do yeah. with nothing, you know, uh, you just need a ball and, uh, you know, a dirt field and that's it. That's all she wrote. That's good. <laughs> good answer. That was a really bad question. I don't know why I put that on there. Okay. <laughs> you uh, should have said, why are fucking dirty Mexicans <laughs> so good at the game of soccer? You, but they're not, man. <laughs> you're talking with your wife, you're like, should I, Mexican, African, which should I, what's the, f- <laughs> You know what? Uh, last World Cup. Oh yeah, I uh, didn't watch it. I, w- I wish Mexico I watched it. Mexico did not look too great. Oh yeah, and I think we're we're oddly not that good. I don't think. Yeah, like not anymore. The U.S. has been yeah on the rise. Yeah, which fuck. is bizarre. Yeah, is it? I actually don't know. Is the U.S. is it a lot of white dudes or is it like lots of white dudes with like four black dudes? Okay. Yeah. White dudes with four black dudes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah. It basically looks like the French national team. Just a bunch of whiteies with a few black really, the dudes. The French team was like all black dudes. Yeah. There was, was a lot of black dudes. I didn't know there's that many black people in France. <laughs> they were all playing soccer for, <laughs> for, for, the, for the team of France. Um, did you watch the World Cup final? No, I, I forgot. I stayed up late the night before, and I, I was I was thinking about going to like a bar somewhere just yeah. watching it, but I just forgot. I wish I had, though, because uh, that thing made me... Like, because Messi is, like, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And I wish I had been a part of that journey. Yeah. It was... I didn't start watching until it was an extra time. Yeah. Um, And it was crazy. Like, there were so many saves in the last yeah. minute. Yeah, uh, Like, when they had, like, stoppage time at the end. Right, like, right. goalies were, like, diving out making yeah. saves that could have yeah. easily ended the game. Um, It was nuts. And then it goes to penalties. It's... Probably the best game I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm not like super into soccer. Uh, Guatemala converted me because like yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in Gua- I like talking sports, yeah. and so like you're like alone, like as a Mormon missionary, you're like alone with this random dude who they assigned you to be with twenty four seven. Like the only time you're allowed to be away is when you're showering and shitting. Like that's it. Like you have to be with them all the oh, time. Right? But they yeah. don't ever break the rules, or I didn't. I was, like, very goody two-shoes. Yeah. I, dude, I came out there, like, very... But, uh... No, no, a lot of people did not. Like, there was, uh... And there was... A lot of people did not follow rules? Yeah, they did not follow the rules. Yeah. And there was, like, a reputation. So, like, in Guatemala, like, it was, like, 30% American, 70% Latinos. But, like, Latinos from, like, everywhere. Um, Are you saying missionaries, or... Yeah, missionaries. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. not people in Guatemala. Right, right. Uh, I should have clarified. Yeah, as missionaries. And it's seventy percent Mormon people the, in Guatemala. When I hear like an American breaking the rules, that didn't happen too often. Right. Like right, you'd right. hear that and be like, What? Like right, no way. Right. But like the first dude who like he the first person they assign you to be with, they call him your trainer because they're like getting you acclimated to missionary life. Uh, that dude, uh, before he was with me, got in trouble for like sneaking out, going to the movie theaters in Guatemala City, and like making out with chicks. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're not even allowed to, like hug chicks on your mission. Yeah. So like, that was <laughs> that was like a no no. Yeah. And so they sent him out to the jungle 
where there's like no movie theaters or anything <laughs> and that's where i got sent and he trained me out there in the jungle and uh and that's where he made out with me <laughs> <laughs> then he raped me uh, <laughs> no that dude could have though um he was dude he was like a small dude like shorter uh-huh. he was from el salvador and i thought i could take him like for sure uh-huh. and um he came out of the shower one day and had tattoos all over him and i found out he was an ms13 before he became mormon right and one day like we wrestled and i thought i would be able to take this guy easily he flipped me like in a second yeah and like had me on my back and then he was like if this was a real fight i would have grabbed that rock right there and smashed it in your skull (laughs) (laughs) and then fuck your corpse yeah um but yeah because all these dudes all they know is soccer like I was only with one American my whole mm. time there, and so, and we were, the American I, the American dude and I were together for like three months, so three months out of two years, right. I was with an American, the rest of the time, non-American, so if I want to talk sports, I had to learn soccer, so like, I didn't know any teams, right. like, I learned it all, like, I learned Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester City, like, Manchester United and like Paris Saint Germain, like all these teams, I like learned them just so I could talk soccer. So like that's who I, when where I found out who Messi was. Right before I went to Guatemala, I had no idea who Messi was. Uh, so yeah, I came back and soccer is something I'd like occasionally watch. But like before I went to soccer, I had like that typical American attitude where I was like, soccer is the gayest sport ever. Like it's fun. It's I've heard like my favorite rant against soccer was Patrice was Patrice talking about soccer. Uh-huh. He's, like, he's like that bullshit sport. <laughs> he's like they can't even have, he's like they can't even have cheerleaders. They'll die of exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a pretty homo sport, but I I, I like it now to an extent. Like yeah. A, the final on Sunday was crazy. That's what I'm saying. Is like I'm not a, I'm not a sports fan at all. Mm-hmm. Hey Clayton, how you doing? What's going on, man? I acknowledge Clayton. You're, you're you're somebody now, dude. We mentioned right. you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only reason I because uh, I know Messi is like the greatest of all time yeah. soccer player. Because enough people have said it that I believe it. But I wish I I I want in my own lifetime to follow uh, yeah. an athlete in that same kind of arc. Yeah, like I don't know if where that'll be or what it'll be, but like it would be nice to follow an athlete as he yeah goes, and like, see the that distance. yeah. I remember watching like like I don't follow a lot of like the great people. You just mm-hmm. like care about them. Like I wasn't like a huge basketball fan, but like I watched Kobe's last game ever. Really, and that was crazy. Yeah, because like they were down by a ton, and he just started hitting everything in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and like led them in a huge comeback win and i think he scored like 50 points it Jesus. was crazy yeah. and that was like the note he went out on right until yeah. he died uh <laughs> now that's all we talk about um which you were and your next question what was your favorite part about the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude where's there were you doing stand-up when he died Yes, I actually have a story about that. It, <laughs> yeah. is, it was the first, uh, I don't know, what. do you remember what month it was that he died? It was like January, February. Okay, this was also right before Corona. Yeah, yeah, it was like um, two months before was, Corona. Okay, so, doing stand-up six months, still just, you know, just open, you know, mm-hmm. hardcore, just open mics, and there was this guy I know called Taurus, who's a very funny comic, he's in, I think he's in Vegas right now, but he and this other dude had started a mic, in Midvale, which is a place here in Utah, and they're like excited. They're pr- promoing it, like, oh, it's going to be big. You know, the owner's excited. Uh, and then the first day of the mic is Kobe dies. <laughs> no. And so we're in a sports bar. We're, they're still putting on this mic, and literally, on, they got this giant like projector, and they're projecting all the, you know, all the people going, a terrible day today in sports, you know, <laughs> one of the greatest of all time is on four, and they're showing pictures of his daughter, and then fucking Taurus and this other dude go on stage, you're like, hey, Mid-City, how we doing? Okay, hey guys, it's a bad day, you know, it's a bad day, go, oh my god, <laughs> but we're gonna try to make you laugh, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was, I have a very specific memory of that day. Dude, I was, um in LA that day. Oh really? Yeah, where the crash oh, happened. Shit. It was a very foggy day, which <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in LA how foggy it was. It was uh 
I mean, that's what took down the helicopter was the fog. Well, that's well, I, as I understand it, that he was like he was always took helicopters everywhere. Yeah, and to beat the LA traffic. And then um, the co- I don't know if the helicopter guy was like, "Hey, we shouldn't today," and he was like, "Nah, it'll be fine." That's the way I understand I, it. I don't know. I I don't know the story well yeah. enough. Um, I was at Disneyland. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was on the Small World. Right? You're, you're, after you found out Kobe's death, you went to Disneyland. I went to Disneyland <laughs> to celebrate. Um, no, so I was at Disneyland, and I was on the ride. And while we're like on the boat on the ride, uh, my phone buzzed and said Kobe Bryant died. Oh, and really? I found out while I was on the ride, <laughs> uh, which was weird because like throughout the day. Um, that was like early in the day mm-hmm. and throughout the day, more and more people in the park were wearing Kobe jerseys. So like huh. by the end of the day, like everyone was wearing Kobe jerseys. But that, that, that's I was like, weird, did though. you guys know that? Well, well that's was- what I'm saying is like, <laughs> like Kobe died. I, I think Disney staged it. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bob Iger was like, we got a wonderful promotional plan. <laughs> uh, it's fun when people die. Um, at least seeing what commit is what open micers are going to do with it. I, I dude, I, I, I'm not like, oh, someone shouldn't joke about that, but yeah. I'm just saying the the volume of people that make jokes about shit like that, and it's not that a joke about it will be hack, but I will say I see guys who are just like, not, I don't consider them comics. Yeah. I'm like, I know that dude's going to talk about that. I know he's going to say that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Where There was this dude um, in Spokane, where I started, who really was like good at doing shit like that like, but like, like he he was like a respected comic right right uh when ruth bader like Gins- humor when ruth bader ginsburg died i right. don't think anyone was gonna make jokes about her fucking washington oh my god dude yeah, yeah. and he did oh really <laughs> he's like i did everyone's freaking out ruth bader ginsburg died and he's like i didn't even know who she was so <laughs> i googled it and yeah I saw her, and the first thing, I was like, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I see, but that's different. That's like, if you know, if no one's doing it, and yeah. you're the one that does it, it can be funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he did a Kobe joke after, which was also, like, equally as good. Oh, really? But, um, yeah. The same story, and I saw I'm, his picture, and I went, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> no, he said something, like, like, yeah, if you didn't know, he's like a famous black dude. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> but he's like, there's something funny about black dudes dying in helicopters. <laughs> I'm butchering his bit, but like, he made it like vaguely racist. Right. But like, racist enough, it killed in like a yeah. pretty progressive audience. Like, <laughs> So did the crash, eh? <laughs> uh, so are you still listening to Kanye? Uh, yeah, I mean, not. I was... Actually, before all the shit... Well, speaking of open mic shit, that is now the thing. Oh, yeah. That is now the thing. Jew, 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 do this, do that. Which, again, you can make jokes about it, but I'm like, wouldn't you want to be the one... Like, not talk about what everyone yeah. is talking about? Just like... Unless, again, unless you have a fucking Which great is, joke. I've had Jew jokes in my act for years. <laughs> Listen, I hated <laughs> like, Jews before... Before Kanye, Kanye made it cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it before Kanye yeah. made it cool. Um... So many people have been making Mormon jokes at the Improv Broadway mic that the owner's gotten upset. Really? And so they made Mormon all, jokes. no religious jokes. Oh. No religious jokes of any kind. Oh, and now it's going to be a fucking the, fo- they a announced that. style situation now where, like, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the first mic, they announced that, and I was the first comic up. Uh-huh. And so I was like, guys, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And then I was like, the Jews. <laughs> and I was like, I, this was, I think this was before Kanye became cool. Um, <laughs> before Kanye voiced the, uh, he, what, what's the phrase? Uh, he gave a sound to the minority. <laughs> he gave a voice to the voiceless. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> um, <coughs> but uh, Ryan told me someone emailed Improv Broadway saying they were upset. That I also I heard it's that. been getting a lot of like bad Yelp reviews or something. Like a that. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's because like you get these like every time there's a group of like BYU students that shows up, and I'm not going to name names, but there's a few comics who get very excited, 
And, like, I'm going to just, like, heckle these BYU students and give them shit for, like, being Mormon or whatever. Wait, when and, they're on stage, you mean? Yeah, well, the comics okay. will do that when they're on oh, stage. Like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought no, you were no, saying no, they were like, <laughs> like, boo, Mormon guy. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> they're going into the crowd and, yeah. like... <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, so, like, on stage, like, they see there's a group of BYU students, they'll go out of their way to, like, right. attack them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why the mic's going to no longer be a mic. Right. Tonight, do you know? The do you know one. the owner? Do you know the owner? Or? Um, I know he's not Mormon anymore, really? but he doesn't want his clientele getting pissed off. Like, yeah, I could. I mean, I could see. I mean, I, I fucking hate. Uh, I've hated a lot of the times I've done stand up here in uh, Provo and Orm and shit, especially in Broadway because you're. It, it's weird. It's so sensitive here. Yeah. And, I mean, it's good to learn how to play to all different crowds, but I was at a point where I didn't have confidence in myself when mm-hmm. I was going to these mics, and I feel like it fucked with my confidence so bad, Yeah, because you're, like, just bombing in front of these people. Dude, and then stupid, so hard. And then stupid shit kills, and you're like, what, I, am I just, am I, you get lost in the bubble, in the fog, you're like, am I wrong? Yeah. Am I- <laughs> <laughs> well, the word that you're looking for is silliness. Yes. Uh, Provo loves yes. silliness. Yes. So which, if you're silly, which I like silliness in like context, you know, yeah. Like Ace Ventura Two is a fucking hilarious silly movie, but it's not f- stupid. Like it's not. Yeah, it's stupid, but it it fucking knows it's stupid. Yeah, you know what I mean, people in Provo don't know they're stupid. That's, that's yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Here. It's, like, it's fucking a Twilight Zone. It's like a, they should do like a Twilight episode of a comedian who thinks, <laughs> he th- he thinks he sucks or something. Have you seen they? did a twilight like you heard they rebooted twilight zone they tried to make well because now they're trying to make jordan peele like the face of horror and shit yeah like that. and i i thought get out was a good movie i haven't seen uh the other two that he's done but he's also a fucking silly looking guy because he's, yeah. he's a comic i think that's such a mistake to try to make him the face of horror so yeah he was the face of the new twilight zone did you yeah. see the comedy episode no they had a comic it was stupid like uh, not like realistic at all i I hate when they take comedy and they try to make it dramatic i fucking yeah yeah. so the dude like he was doing like political jokes and bombing and he's somehow working this like prestigious club in new york like as like a paid regular but he bombs every night and sucks and no one likes him right um and so they tell him like not do those jokes anymore and someone like gave him a power where he can i I might be butchering this uh, Clay's probably seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. And every time he makes a joke about something, that thing disappears from his life. So, like, he made a joke about his girlfriend, and then he gets off stage, and his girlfriend no longer exists. Or, like, right. he made a joke about his nephew, and now he doesn't have a nephew. And so, I think at the end, it ends with him joking about himself, and he disappears. I don't know if that's how it ended. So, moral of the story is words hurt, man. Oh, is that it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so, it was so lame. Fucking stupid. <laughs> oh. Oh, fucking goddamn, dude. That makes that's what, but see those that kind of shit gets, clinic, uh, gets like applauded, you know? What yeah. I mean? Like that's, uh, and it gets applauded by a certain sect of comics or people who call themselves comics too, because I don't know have you seen the Big Sick. No. It's with uh, Kamal Nanjani. What's his face? The the guy who got shredded, Kamal. Kamal and Johnny. Nanjani. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, audience, the bearded white guy said that name perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) You're somebody again. Uh, But it's not a bad movie. It's actually, like, there's good drama shit, but it's Uh about a comic in Chicago. And there's a scene where his girlfriend, like, the movie's about his girlfriend getting cancer. Uh And there's a scene where he's supposed to do a set, and it's, like, his big break. But he just breaks down crying on stage. He goes, I can't, because my girlfriend right now is sick, and I came up here, and I'm trying to be funny. And it's supposed to be this big dramatic re- revelation, but I'm just like, ugh. As a, That's as a, so awful. It's so, dude, I, ha- I couldn't watch all of it. I had to fast forward through it. It was so painful to sit dude, through. Dude, I've like, I don't know. Like, I haven't had like any like crazy emotional shit like that where I'm doing comedy. But I have had sets where like my wife and I are like in a huge fight. Yeah. And I'm like, my emotions are very high. Like, <laughs> I'm up here. It's a mis- It's a mistake. Because, uh, uh, oh wait, go, what well, were you saying? No, I, I'm saying, I've gone to yeah. the mic, and I'm able to push that shit down, and I've, yeah. like, had killer sets, yeah, where, yeah. like, my emotions are, okay, like, Okay, see, all... I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying you went up with that feeling, because 
uh, I think Fahim made a joke about this. He was like, I broke up with my girlfriend, and it was a quit, but he was like, I broke up with my girlfriend, and I, tr- I tried to be funny about it that same night. He goes, I'm so, uh, I broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> and and uh, there's a weird, this is getting gay and philosophical, but there's a, there's this book called the the Book of Five Rings, uh-huh. which is by like Musashi Miyamoto or some the samurai, last uh-huh. one of the last samurais, and he says never go into battle with too high a spirit or too low a spirit. Always go with like an appropriate spirit. Uh-huh. And I think in stand up you have to be a little detached from whatever it is you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the like where I was saying like I've gone in where I have like I'm that, and that was my wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I tried to make jokes about what we were arguing about, I would bomb. Exactly. Like, I would bomb so real. hard. But too real, yeah. I already have a lot of great jokes about my wife. Yes. And I may have gone up when I was mad at her. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> taking maybe jokes coming about. Up, I feel but like, they're, they're proven yes, jokes, like jokes yes, I've yes, worked yes. on. And so I was able to do well talking about my wife when I was mad at her. Yeah. But it wasn't because I was talking about the shit we were arguing about. That would bomb. Right. Yeah. I also feel like, um, I went, uh, so there was this, I won't say, uh, we're saying a lot of, I won't say who's, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, because fucking comics are like the bitchiest, surprisingly, a lot of them are like the bitchiest people you know. Yeah, get their feelings hurt yeah, all the time. Pussies. But, um, wouldn't you like to, like, I would actually just like to know who dislikes you and why. I'd like listen, like, thoughtfully and carefully if someone was like, I hate you, you suck. I'd be like, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, just to know, just to know. But anyways... Uh, there was this comic who thinks he's hot shit, and he was hosting Bucket List, and he was very drunk, and he was taking that forever. narrows it down. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he had a southern twang, <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking he was bombing his dick off doing a terrible job. And I went up there, and I did get a laugh because he was pretending he didn't know my name and shit like that, trying uh-huh. to be funny. And I just went up to the stage, like I didn't give him time to announce. I just got up to the stage which was such a fucking power move which did get a laugh but i was genuinely annoyed at him and i got laughs on stage but i always i feel like had i been more in control it would have been funnier yeah you know what i'm saying because i was genuinely annoyed at him yeah and the audience was a little bit like okay that's funny but like whoa well you've, you've seen like roast battles where like the person's actually pissed off yeah they're not able to like roast well no you you it's because you're not like anger is funny object like if, if you're detached from it but like if you're you're never funniest when you're upset you know like, yeah that's, well have you seen the crashing the pete Holmes? yeah i have not seen i it. would you might like it a lot because mm. like it's it is just all stand-up the show right. um but there is an episode like where him and his girlfriend like they make it to the final round of a roast battle at the cellar right and he's like upset with all the jokes that she wrote about him and he's coming up with all this mean stuff to say back on the spot right and he kills and wins the roast but i was like uh, that wouldn't happen that in wouldn't real life happen. that's yeah. that wouldn't work it's like, hard if you're work. that pissed off you're yes. not gonna come up with something that it, clever I, that's a i 100 agree and also like it's hard roasting women because <laughs> you can't like unless it's like truly the audience is in for the hardcore shit. Like if yeah. it's a skank fest roast. Yeah, skank fest would skank fest would do. But well, it's also a bunch of fucking like oily white guys who are like, yeah, <laughs> forget it. Like, but in a normal audience, like talking about women's appearances, it can go south very quickly. Yes, it, very. Quick. It can go very quickly. <laughs> well, fun. Um, let's see what other questions I have. Oh, the next one. Um, <laughs> I've only asked one other guest this question, and okay. it ties in. Uh, why are women not funny? <laughs> why are women not funny? Well, there's a long and storied history. Uh, <laughs> no, I. So there's two. There's two. There's two answers to that. There's uh-huh. one is women are funny, right? There are women who are funny. Yes. Right. Because there's a lot of men that are not funny. You yes. Know? And that's most open micers. Yes. <laughs> um, I just think I. I think. Again, there's fucking hilarious women like uh, Rosie or what not Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell, she's great. Uh, Roseanne is yeah. fucking hilarious. You know, Jessica Kirsan is fucking hilarious. Like, I I just think it's a women skill don't practice. Yeah, there's actually a Mark Norman joke about this. He was like uh, a late. He's like, hey, I went on a date with a lady and. Uh, I fucked her, and then I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm out of here." And she's like, "What? You just fuck me and you leave?" And you're like, "Yeah." 
And she's like, why? He's like, that's all you got to offer, you know? <laughs> and she's like, you know, you looked, you worked on your looks, you worked on your this and that, but, you know, I'm working on stories. I'm coming up with anecdotes. I'm, I'm zanging, I'm zanging. I'm pla- so I just think... I, th- I just think men learn how to do that just out of necessity to yeah. a degree. Well, yeah, no, his whole thing, it was like, I charmed you to get you to, like, yeah, to exactly. the bedroom. He's like, if you want me to stay, you have to charm me now. <laughs> exactly. No, and and then the, the kind of the same thing of Patrice is like, you know how, like, uh, there's men who rape women. Like, uh-huh. women, you rape our time. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, man. So I can't wait till this is taken out of context. Oh yeah, no, because uh, we're doing so, our careers are going so swimmingly right now. They're fantastic, <laughs> but um, I, 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 for any fucking open mic, anyone that goes on to the stage, I fucking you have to give them a break, like a, the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I don't know who this person is. Maybe they're funny, right? I, yeah, and if they're that's something if I have new, to be a lot better at. Yeah, because. No one like gave me a break when I started. Like but that's I that's how it should be to a certain degree. Yes, you know what I mean. Like I think I it's fucking mean, but I think stand up should be like tough. Like I I don't think I, I try to be I'm nicer now because I'm more comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, but like when you start out, you're weirdly competitive. And yeah, shit like that. and it's really easy to like be mean to the new person because the new people are the worst like objectively the worst objectively they're the worst and um yeah i I forgot how oh we were talking about women and stuff like that is uh there's there's and they are they're always the worst um (laughs) (laughs) uh no that i i would actually this i would say men bomb a lot harder than i've seen women do yes that's true like there's there men know how fucking bomb like no one else like men fucking bomb (laughs) there's only one chick i've seen bomb and suck the energy out of the room is because she was being patronizing she goes like yeah i'm just gonna go to a place where 30 but 30 guys are trying to be funny but you know they're not yeah and it was in the middle of a hot night you know where people were doing well and so she patronized the audience which is why she bombed but like yeah you take things on an individual basis yeah. No, I have to get better at that. Um, I think now I don't give, like, new comics, like, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, when I first started, like, when I was, like, eight months into it, and someone <laughs> else is, like, starting, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I've been doing this, even though yeah. I haven't even been doing it for a year. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's easy to, like, talk shit on your, in your head. Yeah. And then, like, there's, I mean, there was people back in Washington where they were so bad, like, and they been doing it for almost like three years now <laughs> look i think i think um you can't judge someone based on their first couple months per se but also talking to people interacting with people like you get a sense who's funny and who's not yeah it's it's not an exact science because sometimes like i was such a fucking head ca- i was so shy i was so yeah. painfully shy that i i literally didn't have a personality like i would just be like oh, oh, oh so there's people like that or even like people's first year because, like, oh, yeah, my first, first year, year, I could see... I watched my old sets, mm-hmm. and I could see who I was mimicking. Right, right. Like, I was really into, like, a few different comics. And so, yeah. like, I would watch different ones, and I'd see this set, and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be Anthony Jeselnik yes, in that set. Yes. Or I'd watch another one, and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be Bill Burr. Yeah. And it's like... It takes a long time for someone to finally kind of be themselves on stage, I, and and that's the that's the beautiful thing of it is like you just get over your bullshit and you yeah. just can kind of relax a little bit, which I found myself. I was obsessed with Louis when I was a when I was a teenager. I was obsessed with Louis, and I thought I was going to be Louis. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people thought they were going to be Louis. Yeah, I think and that's a bunch of dudes. Louis very be Louis. Louis very talky. And he, you know, he explains and he just goes into detail and like told her. And I find him best when I'm not wordy like that. Yeah. When you're more succinct. I And it might just be where you're at now because mm-hmm. comics who've been doing it for less than five years, which would describe both of us. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be like really wordy. Like Bill Burr also like sometimes he'll go on a whole rant and like he's, make yeah, a he's whole like, point. And... It's like, oh, I've learned that, like, to be funnier, you have to cut the fat out. Yes. And so you have yes. to get to the punchline as quickly as yes. possible. But that a lot of that also could be that, like, 
how much experience we have. Like, who knows? Maybe when you're 20 years in, you'll well, maybe. be yeah, I mean, a lot more never, wordy. Uh, uh, there's a story of Dane Cook doing, uh, he was doing a show with Chappelle, and Dane Cook's like maybe 19 or 20. Chappelle's like fucking 17 or 18. You know, they're both uh-huh. really young. And uh, like Dane Cook goes up and he kills, <laughs> and he's like, and Dane Cook's like, I was crazy. I was just making faces, I was just being insane. And then Chappelle goes up and he's like, hey man, you know, he's very quiet and uh-huh. silent and, you know, he ebbs and he flows. And Dane Cook was like, dude, how do you, he was asking Chappelle, he was like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, like, you're so just low key and like, you're not, I, I feel like I'm just a spaz. And Chappelle's like, he's like, it's in the silence, man. It's all in the silence, you know, uh-huh. which I think is a weird thing but it's kind of I true. like your Chappelle voice I, I'm, I, I'm a little on the spot so I actually kind of butchered it but I can do a good Chappelle I, <laughs> did you see uh the clip of Dan Soder doing oh, with the Legion of Skanks yes I I thought I have to say I think that well, we talked about that probably uh, I talked about it with Gabe I don't know if I talked okay. about it with you but I think I thought the build-up was actually funnier than the actual phone conversation call because I think had I, I thought it was really funny. The whole situation was hilarious. Yeah. And the build up in the scenario. It was like a one in a million thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. I think had Soder played it more real. Yeah. Because he just goes like, what was he saying about? Lewis is a brother to me. And he said that like a million yeah, times. Lewis is like a brother to me. Like, <laughs> But he gets dangerously fat or something. He was, going, he was saying something. He gets dangerously bloated. Lewis gets. Yeah. If he had just more answered the questions that she was asking as Chappelle, I think it would have been funnier. Yeah. Well, let's, but it was on the spot, so like, yeah. Let's wrap this up with the last question, oh, oh okay? Because yeah. we got to get to this mic. We got to um, do the last ever improv Broadway. Yeah, it's a historic moment. Historic moment. Um, if you could nuke one country and wipe it off the face of the earth, which one, one are probably you North Korea? North Korea. Yeah, just because I thought that country scares me. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> I mean, that was like yeah. weirdly pragmatic. <laughs> it sounds like I've thought about that too. Yeah, that was very quick. Yeah, North Korea. Everyone like sits on it for a second. The first time I recorded and asked that question, I gave my answer too. Uh-huh. But I Wait, like googled. Uh, I didn't know which country, so I googled which country has the most pedophiles. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's per capita. Per capita. <laughs> so it's India. Oh, India. <laughs> yeah, really? It's India. Oh man. <laughs> So that would be that bad choice. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a dig to my gay friend Karan. <laughs> I'm gonna have Karan on. Oh yeah, eventually. Well, Karan, just so you know, he doesn't. He doesn't. One of the funniest moments I saw with him was. Do you, you ever meet Manny? No, Manny Rescone. You know oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've met Manny. He was coming. He was coming. He got he, shot. He did That's... get literally shot by his Mexican father. <laughs> so maybe Mexico after India, you know. But uh, uh, Manny was like, <laughs> Manny's such a goofball. He was like, Oh, I'm starting up a new podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Karan, you want to be on it? And Karan's taking a sip of tea, and he goes, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but what Karan says, he's like, He's like, Dude, I don't think I'm interesting enough to be on a podcast. Dude, that's not true. Kron is... Kron is very funny. He, I think he's in his head about some shit yeah. like that, actually. But he does also... One thing everyone can learn from Kron, like comics, is that he doesn't rush himself. Like, yeah. He doesn't have something, he won't try to say something. Yeah. I think we all do that. We're like, oh, say something funny and just throw something out. If he doesn't have something, he won't say something. Which I think is a, sense. It's a fucking good skill to learn. Yeah. <laughs> well... There it is, North Korea. You're the first one to like ever pick a bad country. Everyone else is like innocent people. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I I mean I keep bringing this up. Uh, Tanner Ralph he picked Italy. I Mm -hmm. gave him shit for it. But they're all gay and stylish like he is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're wearing (laughs) quilts. They're wearing quilts in Italy. Yeah, he would fit right into that country. Um. Yeah, I don't know where else, like, people... Uh, Dennis said uh, Niger, because it's one letter away from being racist. Oh, Niger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the country's one letter away from being really fun. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's All wrap right. it up there. Sorry, North Korea. You're fired.